When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Come on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yes, good evening, Sports Day. It is Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher here with you to get you through the night. You run home, plenty of, uh, yeah, plenty of interesting stuff going on in the world of sport. NRL, a couple of big games coming up this weekend, Sats. And, of course, the AFL Grand Final is only two days away. There's so much going on this weekend. Like you mentioned, then there's another Bledisloe. There's the President's Cup in golf. There's the President's 13 matches badge, which is sort of flown under the radar a little bit. Oh, yes. Because in the, of the, the finals. Yeah, the that's league. on Sunday in the men's and the women's as well. And they normally have that up in uh, PNG. They They're do. playing it in where? Brisbane. Suncorp. Suncorp. Yeah. There you go. All right. The big game at Suncorp. Tonight, yeah, Australia the, uh, versus New Zealand, the soccer, the yes, friendly. Yes, there is. We're actually going to catch up with um, News Corp's Marco Monteverdi uh, later on in the night. Talk all about that Socceroos game. Uh, welcome to our listeners on the Super Radio Network, SENQ 693 AM, SEN 1620 AM, 1323 AM in Canberra, and the SCN app. Uh, and give us a text 0457736736, or you can call us 1300. 011170. Actually, if you give us a text, you uh, the best one can, goes into the draw uh, around this topic, Sats. So you go into the draw to win the $100 Bing Lee voucher. Tonight, we're looking for... The, the greatest ever individual AFL grand final performance. We spoke about this and I just said, Sats, I, I cannot enter this conversation because I would never pretend to know enough about AFL grand finals. Um, but you threw a few at me and I went, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember mm. that. But I reckon our listeners will be able to help us on this, um, given that uh, the Swannies are in the grand final again and they're up against Geelong, another one of the powerhouses. And we've, uh, we, One thing I do, and I think most of us do, is watch the AFL grand final, if, if no other games mm. throughout the year. So, yeah, your greatest ever individual AFL grand final performance. Give us one, Sats. Uh, losing grand final, Geelong, uh, Gary Ablett senior kicked eight goals in a losing eight. grand final. Oh, yeah. so he was out. Did he get the Norm Smith medal no. on a losing side? No, Dermot Brereton. Um, Dermot Brereton actually in one of Hawthorne's victories punctured his lung really early oh, in the game. game. No, really early in the game, and yeah, and, um, and went on to to play a major role in in one of their premierships. So yeah, there's been a lot of. Uh, individual great moments in the AFL. Um, yeah, just individual moments, not only performance as well, but one individual moment, of course, 2005, Leo Barry, you star, taking that taking that last uh, 
few seconds mark. Yes. In traffic. Yeah. There you so. go. All right. Uh, great AFL individual grand final performances tonight. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now, what we always do is finish on a Thursday night with a song, and you get to vote on the song. Um, and there's generally a theme to them. We've actually got four tonight. Sats and I. No, not Woogie. He's not back yet. Uh, Jack, our producer, and Matt, our panel operator, have all decided to chime in with a song tonight. So mine is this. Now, I'm not a big Bon Jovi fan. Aren't you? But I thought, no. I but I thought it was... Did you? Mm. I thought it was quite appropriate. Do you know the song's about? Tomorrow night's game. About a cowboy. John Bon Jovi's love for... Dead or alive. Love for... Um, Horses? Western movies and cowboys and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Mm. Yeah, well, it sounds about cowboys. Yep. Rightio. What about you? Actually, Gary Ablett Senior did win the Norm Smith medal in a losing grand final. What? They lost it by six points. What? Um, my wow. song is, again, based around the, the finals this weekend. Not so much... Just the theme of the song, um, but also AFL, the NRL finals, how much is at stake? And this is uh, by great singer Glenn Fry. The heat is on. Yeah. The heat is so, of course, on. Uh, the Townsville humidity. I was talking yep. to our good friend, our colleague, Brent Tate, today. He said, oh, it's so hot up here. He said, I think it's got to be at least 29.30. That was at 5.30 in the afternoon. Okay. And um, the pressure of the finals, of the grand final in the AFL, the pressure of the, the NRL finals as well to get through to the grand final, the heat is on. Beautiful. Heat's everywhere. But appropriately by who? Glenn Fry. Yeah, there you go. Fry. Fry. Hey, got yeah, it. Got there it. you go. Uh, now, Jack, producer Jack, has come up with uh, his captain obvious one. Let's go. What's his theme? The great Paul Kelly. What's his theme? Oh, please. He's not singing about gravy tonight. He's not, has he got the gravy song? You don't even know what that's about, do you? Leaps and bounds. Yeah. What's the theme? He's going to the MCG. Oh, okay. Looking oh, over yeah. the hill to the MCG. There we go. I go leaps and bounds. It's it, <laughs> leaps and bounds. Yep. It's about the great AFL. And, and Matt, uh, are you going to talk us through this, Matt? I just thought uh, to get a bit of representation for our uh, fans of the uh, Penrith Panthers. Right. Did you say Penrith? You said Penrith. That's what then. they say, Sats. He's mocking. Be careful. He's mocking you, Penrith. Be careful. To keep up with me, you what got is this? To walk like a panther tonight. Walk like a panther. Not walk like an Egyptian. Walk like a panther. Hey. Man, what's going? Where's that from? Uh, it's from 1999. Who sings it? What's the What's the name of the group? Uh, the All In, I believe. What? Okay. I don't think I've heard that. Never uh, heard it. An, a, a British electronic band. Right. Electro- well, we... What's an electronic band? Matt? It's not real music. No, oh, is no, it? No, no. They're, They're just pushing, is it? pushing buttons. Yeah, no, it's all fake. No, okay. It's all fake. Okay. So, so the song's actually not real because it's fake. No, yeah, I actually just made it just before. It's ice. <laughs> what, what's that? Vanilla ice. Singing, walk like a panther. Uh, yeah, so you, you can vote on those zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, and just uh, say yeah, wanted dead or alive uh, by Bon Jovi, <laughs> and we'll play that at the end. One of those at the end of the show, as I mentioned before, Marco Monteverdi is going to talk to us about the Socceroos game tonight. Tristan Merlehan uh, with the latest odds from Top Sports, and we are going to relive another great finals match uh, tonight. By popular demand from the listeners, Sats, the 1998 
Prelim final. Prelim final between the Bulldogs and the Eels. One of the great finals. Mm. In, in that season badge, and we'll go through some of the... Did this, does, this, does this involve a late comeback? Yeah, 18-2 down with 11 minutes remaining uh, in favour of Parramatta. Of course, uh, the favorite, famous comeback by the Bulldogs, which is always going to happen back in those days. They're the fittest team in the competition. They train harder than anyone mm. else. Um, and... Uh, 82 with 11 minutes to go, but that season... That was painful for the Eels. And they're oh, about to play a prelim final. What yeah, are you true. trying to do to yeah, their true. fans? Sorry, Steve and, and everyone. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it was one of the great finals matches. And many believe the Bulldogs probably played their grand final that that day. They went on to play the Brisbane Broncos right. the following week. Right. Okay. Well, as I, as <laughs> before we get to our... Uh, now, in a real update, you can, as I said, you text in for your chance to win the $100 Bing Lee voucher. Looking for the greatest ever individual grand final performance. I don't think uh, this one will win. We've got a text here that says, uh, evening badge and sats, great individual AFL grand final performance. Hand down, 2011, Meatloaf. Oh, Jace. <laughs> How was bad was it? And I'm a Meatloaf fan. How? So bad. Oh. And he, was he faking it all those years? Did he or did he suddenly not? Did he suddenly not sing? What happened? I don't know. Any of our listeners, did they, did they actually ever see Meatloaf in concert in his day? Did he actually? Yeah. Could he actually not sing? Was he a Milli Vanilli? Was he, he a Was he a mimer? Oh, not I quite just, sure. That was as that was as bad as. I've got, it I've got to tell you, it was one of the great letdowns in life. You know, after loving Meatloaf for so many years, to see him that way, it was. Yeah, it was horrendous. Danger has already voted for dead or alive. Good on you, Danger. Oh, Danger, you're a suck. Okay. NRL update time for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. We've spoken about this uh, last night, Sats. Now, um, Kangaroos coach Mal Meninga has called for an overhaul of the eligibility rules uh, for, well, for internationals. The current rules or the system is causing some uncertainty amongst players over where their allegiances mm. sit. Um, and they are, there's a lot of flexibility here for players to make choices. Is that... Is this what we want? I don't think it's what – in a World Cup year, probably completely different badge and maybe you – know, I, I basing, don't mind it this year. They're basing this off the latest one, which is we spoke about last night, Joseph Suwali'i. Many probably thought we wouldn't be talking about Joseph Suwali'i representing the Kangaroos in his first full year of, of NRL. He's been outstanding and deserves to be in any representative side and most notably the Kangaroos. And, uh, you know, I – I love it that we're making the game stronger, especially in a World Cup year. I, I'd like to think it wouldn't happen in any other year if there was a kangaroo tour or whatever. And yep. I, I don't like the picking and choosing. I, 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 would, I don't like the idea of a player saying, well, I'm going to play for this country, which you know, I've got family heritage there, but I've grown up my entire life in, in Australia. I've played all my junior rugby league here. Um, and then I want to come back and play for Australia. I I think at some stage we've got to draw a line in the sand. It, it is tricky in a World Cup year because we also want, I know I want, mm. a really strong World Cup, competitive World Cup where we just don't have um, – well, now we've really got the four nations when you, you throw Tonga into the mix who have been outstanding uh, that look like being head and shoulders above the rest. I want Samoa to be strong. So I'm not so unhappy about about Joseph Suali'i playing for Samoa. And now Jeremiah Nanai who I thought was locked in to play for the Kangaroos, is now saying he's giving it a bit of thought mm. too. I'm sure he's not saying much this week because he's got other things on his mind with uh, the uh, the prelim final tomorrow night. But the, I, I do get it though. I do get it because once every four years, there's this chance for Australia, um, the world 
to, to see, showcase their talent, to see mm. the best of rugby league, not just a lot of one-sided games. Yeah. No, yeah, there's part of me that says, you know what, go for it. It's going to be great. There's part of me that says that, you know, if you're a, if you're someone who's played your entire junior rugby league career or whatever it may be, whenever you started playing rugby league or rugby union in Australia, that you'd like to think that that player would want to play for Australia, the country that has enabled that person to play for play rugby league first and foremost. Mm. And then if they're not picked for Australia, absolutely. You, you can play for Samoa, Tonga, wherever it may be. And I know what you're going to say, Badge, and we spoke about this, you know, they'll just get the... Well, then we're just saying you get, get the, the second best. We get the pick of the best and you can have them if we don't want them. Should, I don't I don't necessarily think that's the right way. Shouldn't Australia deserve that if they if if that's where they've played a lot of their junior or basically all their junior rugby well, but league? But I would say you know don't doesn't uh, Tonga deserve the because that's where those players and their, their or their their, their families and their from, families yeah. are from. Mm-hmm. So look, I I don't think it's as cut and dried, and I don't think anyone's got a perfect answer for this. But I know it will be. This is going to trigger. Um, some a lot of talk and decisions around eligibility. For, so not for this World Cup, for the next one. So Badge, I look at Josh Papali'i, and he's gotten to an age. Yes. Where, you know, the last couple of years, all you, he's wanted to do is represent you Samoa. You do what you want. Absolutely. Josh, you do what. And you you're want. still getting yeah. the best of Josh Papali'i as well. Still one of the best front rowers in the game, and would be picked in the Australian Kangaroos side this year as well if he put his hand up. Yep. So I, I think there is a, a lot more water to go under the bridge with this. Mm. Um, World Cup, yeah, it'll be a great World Cup. I know that with so many strong teams now. Yeah, you've got Australia and New Zealand who I think probably deserve to go in as favourites into the World Cup. Uh, you've got Tonga. Now you've got Samoa and you've got Great Britain as well. So, yeah, or right. England. Now let's talk a bit about these uh, these games. South half, Lachlan Ilias knows that he's going to be targeted by Viliami Kikau on Saturday night. Um, and And spoke about, uh, of course, how it happened a few weeks back when Angus Crichton um, did a job on him, playing for the Roosters. Of course, last week, um, yeah, Lachlan Ilias was very, very good defensively. And uh, look, he'll have some help there. We know that smaller players, halves and five-eights, they do get targeted by these big guys. That's Viliami Kikau's role every week. Big Sean Lane for the Eels. That's their role. Mm. Try to hit that space or... or, or or directly uh, into that smaller player. So I just see these young, these little players, even the, especially the young guys coming through, incredibly brave. Well, there's there's two sides to the to the, the argument here in relation to Penrith. They can use Viliami as a real good decoy because everyone loads up because he's going to lock right, on lock on yeah. and all of a sudden it goes out the back to to Dylan Edwards because everyone's loaded up to try and help out the halfback. Now he doesn't need help because he's actually a, he's quite a big half. And he's a good defender 98% of the time. On the defensive side of it, it is so important for Keon Kulamatangi. His main aim going into this game is not to score points. It's to protect my halfback. I need to, every time the ball leaves the hands of Jerome Luai or Nathan Cleary and it's heading in towards Viliama Kikau into Lachlan Ilias, I need to be right underneath Viliami's ribs. He got some decisions to make, haven't you, in mm. that position there that, as the back rower. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be really, uh, really interesting. Um, now, you mentioned those, um, uh, up, them up against the Panthers and Kikau. There's a bit of focus again on Panthers' so-called illegal blockers. They're sticking players like, like Yo and Fisher-Harris 
uh, beside the play the ball on the last tackle as the, the ball goes to Cleary. So the chasers can't get a clear path to Cleary. And this was brought up last year before the grand final between these two sides. It's uh, It's been thrown up again. Do you think the refs might um, come down hard on those blockers? Well, they've sent a shot over the bow really early, haven't they? I mean, well, spoke not early, late in the week. So it's fresh in the in the minds of the officials. Um, they do do it well. They hide it really well, Penrith. All it'll take will be a a South player throwing himself on the ground for the referee to possibly stop it. We see it a lot now when a high kick goes up, fullback standing there, uh, a chaser coming through, hits the ground. The referee, a lot, a lot of times now, they'll call it up. And whether the linesman's giving the word or not, but I think it all it takes is for a South player to throw himself on the ground. And, yeah, because... And again, Penrith as well. It's, it's they set up for multiple scenarios. Well, you're actually offside if you just stand there in the ruck. Aren't you are, you? yeah, absolutely, you are. And, and the rule, the rule does say that if you if you're doing that and you and you intentionally or or you impede a play, it's it's illegal. Yep, I won't be surprised anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if a penalty's given really yeah. early in the in the piece just to warn them off. Yeah, um, I think last night after the show, we read where the Tigers are reportedly interested in bringing. Mitch Moses back to the uh, back to the club on a deal worth over a million bucks a season. Uh, of course, this is Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall plotting to uh, get the Tigers back on track. I I find it difficult to see, given how well he's gone at the Eels. I don't think the Eels would let him go without a hell of a fight, Mitch mm. Moses. Yeah, I mean, everyone keeps talking about how the the window is closing for Parramatta, losing players yeah. this year, um, and you don't want to to co- close completely. Uh, tell us, listeners, we've got a lot of Parramatta fans, Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. If Parramatta were, were to ever let Mitchell Moses go, like, would that be a decision they'd be ruining in the future? Oh, or absolutely. Has he got to be their priority? Because the emergence and the, the maturity now of Dylan Brown in the game, there's going to be a stage there where they can't fit everyone in. It, it happens all the time, doesn't it? Mm. Badge in those key positions. They can't fit everyone in, but... Um, if they win the comp this year, it makes it a lot easier to stay together. Yep. Oh, another a bit of other uh, club news. Daly Terry Evans confirmed he thought about actually leaving Manly with all that drama this year. The back end of the year was so ugly after the, the Pride jersey fiasco. They lost seven in a row. There's talk of all these uh, rifts between uh, Daly Terry Evans and, and, and other players, in particular the, the Travoyeviches. And um, he just said, oh, it sounds to me like he was really disillusioned with what was going on at Manly. But um, now he says he's confident where he stands and um, and he's he's ploughing ahead with the, the club. Well, you probably start to question yourself, Badge, as a leader, as a captain of the club. You've been there a long time and and maybe you start to think, am I the person that can pull the club out of a, a dark stage of its history? You know, it's – and you would start questioning yourself when you're – when what happened after that that prior well, leading into that pride round that um, if you can't change the paradigm can't change the thinking and the thought processes of your players around you as you're getting into a, a really important period to try and play finals you do start questioning yourself but he actually said there's some people within the club that are that are doing this there's some real must be some real narcs mm. there if that's if if they're happy to to tear the club apart for their own agenda that's just it's just not on is it no wonder they're going to struggle until they get this sorted, they're going to struggle to to be the club they can be. Someone's got to stand up. I mean, if they've got enough evidence to out whoever it is who's 
who's starting to form a real wedge within the club. Mm. Someone's got to stand up. And it doesn't have to be externally, so we can all sit back and admire and read it in papers or listen to us talk about it. Someone's got to stand up internally and out them and make a stand. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got to be for the, for the best of the club in the future because you know, we all sit on the outside badge. We all hear the rumours. We don't know how true they are. Yep. Uh, Daly Cherry Evans is very, very close um, to everything that goes on in that club. He'd be part of a lot of the the major decisions and the discussions that I've had within that club. So it takes someone to stand up if they're willing to, to make a change there. Yep, right on. And, uh, and the Dragons have rejected Tyrell Sloan's bid for an early release. Pat, reports are that they're pretty filthy with the Dolphins um, and are considering making a, confor- a formal complaint to the NRL. That's the second one now, isn't it? I think the first one was Melbourne. Maybe, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, that they may be flouting anti-tampering rules. I just wonder, given that they're not technically in the competition yet, can they talk to players or only players that are off contract? Yeah, because the they've been named months? in the competition, they start to have some, you know, some uh, barriers around them. Yep. Uh, I remember when we were at the Titans and there wasn't even a license that hadn't even been given yet. And it was then just called the Gold Coast NRL bid. And we'd already signed Luke Bailey, Preston Campbell, Anthony Lafranchi, Luke O'Dwyer, just to name a few, to the club before the club even got a licence, just in case we got a licence, yep. they'd already been signed. So a little bit different when you've been named in the in the competition. Mm. Right mm. Well, they better uh, play it a li- little bit more careful. All right, we're going to get to the break. Thanks, Australia, for making Polaris Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. 21 years in a row. Sports update when we come back. And your text, of course. We've got plenty of texts coming through, uh, in particular about the greatest grand final performances in the AFL, which could win you that $100 Bing Lee Voucher. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, it sure is for uh, Robson Civil Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. If you want to join them. Hey, um, the Swans may wait until game day before they decide what's going to happen with their injured pair. Key pair, Sam Reid and Justin McInerney. Uh, whether or not they'll play in the grand final against Geelong at the uh, at the MCG. Of course, Sats, uh, Coach John Longmire was um, circumspect about Reid. And he's got an abductor strain. And uh, McInerney, who has foot soreness, uh, neither trained with the, the team earlier in the week. But here's what uh, Longmire told SEN. Uh, we expect him to do some training tomorrow. Uh, at this stage, um, uh, we'll see how they go tomorrow. And um, and that's where it sits. Most weeks, it's not unusual to have players that are uh, at the start of the week, you're not sure whether they'll be right or not. But as the week progresses, things change. And, and it's the same grand final week. Um, the only thing is, there's more focus on it, um, and you don't hear about it normally during the week. It's, you know, as I say, it's it's probably more usual than not unusual to have that happen. So, and we'll go about their business tomorrow and, and see how the boys go. He's so calm, yeah, John Longmire. In a lot of his interviews, even after big wins, he's uh, he's always stays, stays pretty level-headed, doesn't he? Mm. He's another as the best coaches do to win his second second premiership. He's uh. You know, it's, they are probably coming in out of both the sides. The Swans are coming in just not with a question mark over their head, but just a, 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 a couple of concerns 
a little bit like if you compare it to the NRL, they're a little bit like South where they're coming in with, you know, Arrow and Alex Johnston, is he going to play? And so a little coming with a, a bit of a shadow over but Like their, you said, um, it happens every, most weeks. Yeah. Most weeks. Hey, um, one of their players, uh, Josh Kennedy, who th- this is, he won't play again. He announced uh, earlier on mm. that he was retiring this year and he's unable to get his himself fit uh, due to a hammy injury. So he won't be playing. Um, but he actually played in the 2012 he did, yeah. grand final win, won the grand mm. final with the Swans. He's called for all players involved in a premiership season to receive grand final medallions. Of course he would. Now, on the, <laughs> on the service, it looks like that's selfish. Now, he talked about um, a, a player who was with him in 2012. He played 20-odd games and never got into the grand final, didn't get a, 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 a medal. I, I remember players um, at the Raiders, Ash Gilbert in 89 and – it's it's really tough, you know. Mm. If you don't get on the field and you don't get the medal, I just think it's. Um, I, I, it's I tend to agree, also, Badge. We, yeah, our our side, whole squad get them. We get together every year, every grand final Penrith weekend. Yeah, Penrith to have a reunion, and it's twenty years next year. But we we spoken a few of us have spoken at length about a couple of real key players throughout that year that didn't play grand final night, um, but played a, an integral role into us winning the comp and. Most notably, Colin Ward, our front rower. Martin Lang was out for the first 10 weeks of the season with an ankle injury, and Colin Ward was just outstanding when he filled in. How many premierships have Penrith won? Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is... Crabstack. Crabstack! 91, 2003, 2021. There you go. So how many extra players would there be and how many medals would there be? There yeah. might be another six or seven players mm. each year. Might be 20 medals that the club could come up with, or the NRL. It's not that much, is it, in it's the scheme not, of things? You're right, in the scheme of things. For players that not only great, give great service on the field, but they represent the club off it as well, yep. just as good. Now, the Wallabies are playing uh, the second Bledisloe. Unfortunately, can't take the series, even if they win in uh, in Auckland, which unlikely to happen given their record at Eden Park. But you never know. Uh, French referee Matthew Reynal is involved again. I can't believe... They're not worried because... I can't believe they've given him this, no, this, this game. They haven't. He's a touchy. He'll be involved oh, as a touchy. Really? So oh, really? Wow. Well, you never know what he might do. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a, a, a knock down the totem pole? It is, yeah. But RTS, yes. Roger Tuovasa Sheck is in line to make his yeah. uh, first appearance for the All Blacks against the Wallabies. Outstanding. He has Outstanding. Played, he's played once before, but against Argentina or someone. He's bled as, yeah, he's bled as low debut. Yes. Yep. Yep. There you go. And um, past Masters winners Adam Scott and Hideki Matsuyama of the Internationals are going to face Americans Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shafley in the opening foursomes. I think that's happening now or late, late today. This is the opening foursomes. I love of the, the President's, President's Cup. Cup. Yeah, out of a lot of events that that are around the world, and you know, you got your your tennis opens and your Grand Slams and, and your golfing um, championships. I this is one that I'd love to go and watch the President's Cup. Mm. Instead of getting behind one golfer, you get behind a, a team. I watched a really good documentary on Seve Bayasteros once and. And they talk about how he made the President's Cup basically just uh, – he was so so focused on ensuring that um, that the internationals won the President's Cup. It's it's pretty motivating, actually, to watch. Good stuff. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Hey, the biggest summer of cricket is on KO Sports. And uh, we mentioned last night about Cameron Green's great – uh, innings in the first T20 in India. And now some questions are being asked about why he's missed out on the T20 World Cup squad. Uh, outstanding 61 off 30 mm. balls. Australia's already named its 15-man squad for the uh, for this World Cup. However, you can make changes. 
As you should be. You're saying unlikely, but you can make changes. I thought, yeah. Should he be rushed in? Well, he he covers all facets of the game too, doesn't he? If they get off to a poor start, he might yeah. be rushed in. Be one of those emergencies, do you think? Like, yeah, the be. horse racing, yes. the emergencies. Yeah. Always named. Australians, uh, they play the second T20 uh, against India in Nangpur uh, tomorrow night, our time, 11.30. Yes. Yeah, so don't risk missing Australia. Taking on India, ad break free, in play on KO Sports. Now... The uh, $100 Bing Lee voucher up for grabs for the best text of the night. Sats. Greatest ever individual AFL grand final performance. Uh, Badge and Sats, this is from Muzz. Uh, Brereton got taken out by Geelong's Mark Yates. He did too, Brereton, and then lost, uh, almost immediately delivered the greatest chunder in AFL grand final history. Yes. It was the 89 decider. Yeah, it was against Geelong. And God, Gary Ablett, kicked nine goals. Nine? Yeah, I said eight. Yeah. It's nine. And he, yeah, he also he won did. the Norm Smith medal in the losing side. Go the mighty bloods. Yeah, Thanks, Muzz. beautiful. Toronto Rod says the time they had the lady streaker, the AFL <laughs> grand final. That was the greatest. We're going streaking so we've got through the, the squad. <laughs> we've got the streaker. Good work, Matty. And we've got meatloaf. Uh, yeah, keep them coming. Greatest AFL Grand final performances. Yeah, meet life again, Jace. Good on you. <laughs> okay, uh, better get to the break for expert car service. Book in to your local Repco authorised service centre back soon. Sports Day. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Hey, some, uh, some nice texts coming through Scotty Sattler for this uh, $100 Bing Lee voucher. Great AFL grand final performances. G'day, boys. I'll, I'll nominate Adelaide Crows' Andrew McLeod. I remember this, oh, 1997. A great superstar. AFL grand final performance. Silky skills helped the club win its first premiership, Jace. It's a good one. He That's just absolutely drifted across the field. He was beautiful to he watch. Mm. Just amazing. Rightio. Now, uh, we've been uh, doing a bit on great finals in the NRL and Sats. You've come up tonight with uh, a grand final qualifier, sometimes known as a preliminary final. In 1998, the Bulldogs versus the Eels. Now, Steve was not too happy about this when he texted in, Earlier on, he said it was on course to be the best opening 15 minutes in radio history <laughs> until you mentioned 98. Cover your ears, Steve. Take it away, Sats. Yeah, 1998, the first year of the actual the NRL when the Super League and the ARL came together. And, um, it was a 20-team competition badge, which I just had to remind myself. I played for the Gold Coast Chargers then, and Adelaide Rams were in the competition. Um, West was still in the comp. Uh, minor premiers were the Brisbane Broncos on 37 points. The 10th spot, because it was Seven. top 10. Yeah. 10th spot was Manly on 26 points. 10th spot. And Ten. This yeah. is what you, you want a top 10, don't no, you? No, I don't. I want a top six with a wild card. Uh, Melbourne, <laughs> in their first year of the competition, they finished third in their first season. Uh, teams one and two, the Brisbane Broncos and the Knights, they had the week off. Right. So one week one off for the finals. The yeah. while the others played. Okay. So have a listen to the process of the finals. There was the qualifying finals, knockout, between three and ten. Then you had quarterfinals, semifinals, grand final qualify or the preliminary, then the grand final. So you had to go a long way home so to get there. So five weeks yes. of finals instead of four. And so the semifinal we're focusing on is the Bulldogs versus the Eels, 1998, one of the great finals matches. Um, the fourth-placed Eels met the ninth-placed after the regular season Bulldogs. Yes. 
So the Bulldogs, they had to do it tough. They had to beat the Dragons, Norths, Newcastle, just to get the para in what they called the semi-final, like the Huge. preliminary final, yep. yeah. Um, they came from 16 points down twice in the finals, 16-0 down to win 28-16 against the second-place Newcastle Knights. Wow. And then this one against the Eels, 11 minutes remaining, as we know. There was, was 11 points to two. Um, 18 to 2. 18 to 2, I should say. Parramatta, they were the most one of the entertaining teams in the comp that year. I remember playing against them. They they could score tries from long range. They had a lot of really good attacking players, Jason Smith and uh, Jimmy Dimmick and co. Um, but they, they started the, the game off fast and they went 6-0 up pretty quickly. Here's Bell again. And again he unloads, taking two defenders out of the game. Weston goes up the middle. Look at the big young forward. He's running like a centre. He gives a pass. And away goes Parramatta. Looking for the corner. Szymanski. Szymanski. He's put it over. What about Weston? He can't run that fast. Yeah, Clint Szymanski wearing jersey number 21. He's a young winger. Yep. Scores a try in the, job, yeah, the northwestern corner. That took them up to, with the kick, 12-2 Parramatta at half time. And then it wasn't until the 63rd minute that another try from inside their half, and this time was one of the quickest men, or if not the quickest men in the competition, saying where it. Away for Bell. Bell back inside for Dimmick. Wasn't he a flyer? Oh, Shane Werrett. Yeah. And, and th- they're those players you just you just want to get the football to. It's a bit like Adokar now and a few others, uh, Jason Sartre. Mm. You want to get the football to them with some open space. And and it's hard not to, to get excited if you're not a fan of their team. When he started at the Roosters, the guys from the Roosters used to tell me stories about how – and he was a sprinter as well, of course. And But he used to train Henson Park. Remember Badge Henson Park was like a hole in the ground and, and yep. it had hills that went all around it? He used to drag these truck tyres up oh, as part yeah. of his speed work. Yeah, he's and a great guy too, Shane. Shane Ward. And then it was going to be a matter of how much. 18-2 up, Paramount 11 to 18-2 with 11 minutes of remaining. They might score a couple more tries or um, or Kenry may just score a try late in the game to make it a little bit more respectable to score. But then Craig Polamana scores. Halligan misses the goal. 18 Very unusual. I know. Uh, Rod Silver scores off a great Robert Ralph try from about 50 or 60 out in the 74th minute to go to 18-10. And then Halligan, he ices it from the sideline. This is an enormous kick. Two metres in from touch. It looks okay. It's coming around and he gets it. Halligan has brought them within six points. Yeah, that made it 18-12. And we've got to remember when he's playing for Norse, he had a horrible... Day one day at Norse in, in a big game as yeah, well. Yeah, it was in a, in a final. Yeah, semi. it was, yeah. But he iced this one to make it 18-12 with only a few minutes remaining. And then Willie Talau scores in the northwestern corner where Clinton Shifkowski scored. And then it came down to one of the great clutch moments in finals history. First, the try. A big finish. Parramatta by six points. bigger the occasion, the calmer he was. Game on the line, no time left. You either carry on to extra time or you hit up the tunnel. 
mistake on the line. He's got it. Oh, the man. Oh, the man is a messiah. He's a freak. How was it? It was great viewing. Unbelievable, wasn't it? That was uh, one of those great, yeah, great moments. Well done, Daryl. And as you said, he had had a, a uh, an unusually ordinary day with the boot or a, a kick at least that could have got the Bears mm. uh, further into a, or into a grand final and, and didn't. Mm. So that, uh, that certainly helped make up for it. One of the great brain snaps of finals footy as well was in the same game with the halftime, the full-time of regular season, uh, regular time goes. It's 18 all, and the ball is kicked down. Paul Carriage picks it up his own try line for Parramatta. And for some reason, hearing the full-time hooter, he just kicks it from about five or ten metres out from his try line. Rod Silver gets it on the halfway and shifts it straight to Craig Polamana and about 48 metres out. Inexplicably, he's decided to kick. was so beautifully he, hit by Craig Polamau. He was so lucky that it didn't go over. Oh, full carriage, however. Yeah, so 18 all, uh, extra time. Mm. Yeah, so it went into uh, to extra time. But they, they ran away with it from there. They scored a couple. That, so this wasn't golden point. This was extra time. So Polamau, each way. Polamau kicked a field goal in 1918, and then he scored a try, Polamau. Then he kicked another field goal. And, That's right. And then Travis Norton scored just to put the icing on the cake. And that northeastern corner, um, and to be quite honest, I was saying it earlier on. The Bulldogs were renowned for being the fittest team in the competition. They always had such a great training ethic, and mm. one of the hardest co- trainers in all time. And I think Gary Carden and Billy Johnston and Co. and Steve Folks, yes, as their um, as their fitness coaches over the years. So yeah, they they beat them thirty two twenty in the end. They they played the minor premiers, the Brisbane Broncos, a week later badge. And as I said early on, it. Everyone had felt they'd probably already played their grand final Hit when the they wall. beat Para, and they were beaten by the Broncos pretty convincingly, weren't well they? Well beaten, yeah. Seven tries to two, 38 points to 12. Yeah. So we know if you're a, a Parramatta fan, that doesn't bring back great memories, but uh, it was an outstanding uh, final and well put together. Scotty Sattler, beautiful stuff. Hey, um, texts before we get to the break. Your great moments in finals, uh, in, in um, AFL grand finals. Um, what have we got, Sats, anymore? Now we've actually just while we're on the while we're on the um, the subject of um, the eligibility we're talking earlier yes. on. Yes, um, we've got a couple there actually saying um, eligibility. If you knock back an Australian jersey, you don't get another chance. Easy fix, Toronto yep. Rod. And Gab from Penrith says uh, rugby league representative eligibility rules should be as simple as your state of origin, state in which you first played under thirteen footy. If that isn't New South Wales or Queensland, then you can't play origin. Oh gee, I, I wish it was that simple. Um, international where you, your parents or your grandparents were born. Well, but for some people, that might be three different, three mm. different countries. Okay. Um, look, we know that they're going to, uh, they're going to come up with uh, something more or something. There'll be changes to the eligibility rules around international football, but it'll be after this World Cup. Yep. Uh, this sports day, thanks to Kia, the on your Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all electric. We'll be back soon. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. 
Yeah, you've touched a nerve. Scotty Sattler, we're talking about uh, eligibility for uh, for Australia for or for any nation for the World Cup. And also we did mention uh, about premiership medals and um, the call that if you play, anyone plays in a season for a club, you should get the medal or the, or the premiership ring, depending on the code. Mark says with the premiership medal, why not make it if you play two months or something like that? I, I love where you're coming from, Mark. I reckon... Maybe there is, you know, a rule on you play a minimum number of games. If it's half a dozen or ten or whatever it is, come up with a figure. I, I, I do get I, okay. So, so a player comes in for one game and and that's not enough, or he might come off the bench for ten minutes. That's not enough. But uh, yeah, if, if they See, can come up with a minimum like number of idea. games, I like you, that you idea, have, Mark. And then you've really you can't question the contribution that player's um, made. But to then the I look at against. I apologise for going back to and reminiscing back to our year, but. Luke Prittis missed the first final against the Broncos, first, first, eighth. Broncos were eighth. And um, Shannon Donato came in and played hooker and just was close to man of the match. Broke his hand in the opening few minutes, played the mm. entire game from hooker, passing the ball, tackling in the middle with a broken hand. And I've got to say, if, if we don't win week one and we've got to go the long, long trek home, I don't know whether we win it or not. That's right. So I say, Shannon Donato, you only Deserves played a handful a of games. You deserve a medal. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, um, songs to vote on uh, for the end of the show for us to finish with. This is mine. I'm a cowboy on a steel thank you for the plethora of votes that have flooded in for that. Uh, Sats has got this. The heat is on. Not in Townsville, and the pressure is on. All of these clubs, four teams left, and the two winners go through. Uh, Jack has left us, so he's given us an, an AFL. The great Paul Kelly. How good. And Matt. This is a fake band, apparently. Was this a hit, Matt? Was it? Was it Did they ever make the any of the or? charts? Or? Uh, I just like looking around, you know, something really... To the yeah, Panthers, and I, I found this. I was it big? It, I probably not. No, walk like a panther. Yeah, one of our listeners, uh, Murray, says, uh, "Fed income, you blokes." I can't bring myself to vote for any of those four songs tonight. In fact, I'd rather listen to the a CD of Woogie's bowel movements after he'd oh, eaten nothing sorry. but Chico rolls, <laughs> uh, or nothing but yeah. uh, Indonesian food. That's what he's had for the last week and a half, and another week and a half to go. Okay, uh, of course. Couple of big games on Sats uh, this weekend. Elders Insurance hands-on support for our local community. Before we get the break, quick tip: Who are your winners? Does this play much of a role? Round eight, they played in Darwin. Cowboys in the Eels. Eels home game in stifling conditions. Mm. Humidity. Parramatta were beaten 35-4. What do you think? I'm going Cowboys because they had the weekend off and playing at home, and I'm going Panthers weekend off. The two favourites. Yep. You're going the Cowboys and Panthers. I can't disagree with your Sats on those. So. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, later on. Elders Insurance from local footy to community events. It's our way of giving back. Keep those texts coming for the $100 Bing Lee voucher. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Sports Day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned Drive Car of the Year. See it at kia.com.au. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au.
Dead set ding-dong battle going on here in the uh, Sports Day studio over the song to play at the end of the night. And the votes are so, so close. Sats, it's like pulling teeth for you because you are a genuine anti-Paul Kelly person along with Woogie. I've got to say, I've got to say, Badge and listeners, um, once now upon a nice. time I was. No, once upon a time I was. What, a fan? No, no, I... I, I didn't enjoy his music per se because it was like this. I love Ian Moss. I think Ian Moss is one of our greatest, mm. our, our greatest um, musicians, and um, probably not so much Tucker's daughter and phone phone booth, but um, telephone booth. booth. But in saying that, um, I've always sort of tried to compare him. People try and compare him to Ian Moss. I thought, no, I'm just a I'm a Mossy man. So that's why. But as I'm getting older and a little bit more calmer, wiser and wiser and exploring a little bit more about our history, whether it's whether it's uh, music and the arts and movies, whatever it may be. Um, tell you what, I'm watching a really good Australian um, series at the moment called Mystery Road. I've watched, yeah. Good oh, show. I, I watched the first, I don't know, it was a, it was a different series, uh, Aaron Peterson. Aaron Peterson. Is that what we're watching? Because yeah. there's another one. Tasma Walton. Um, Outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, so... I've actually the last probably six what, or eight is months. Kelly on the soundtrack or something. No, no, no. Well, what's the connection there? Well, just appreciating a lot more of Australian the art, oh, Australian there you arts. Go. Yeah, because I'm are. starting to appreciate a lot more of his music, but probably more so his songwriting. Okay, he's great. He's Australia's greatest know, songwriter. He's just, our version of Bob Dylan. I went, I went through. Many say Bob Dylan's a poet, not a musician. Oh, he's both. Um, I uh, no, no one has ever said he's not a musician. Who? You just said he's I a poet, like Bob not Dylan's a musician. Music. No, but you can't say he's not a musician. He I makes he's music more of a poet because he's than he is a musician. Oh my god, you're such a troglodyte. <laughs> so what's a troglodyte? Sats uh, coming up on the show. Uh, Tristan Merlehan from Top Sports going to join us. We uh, we've got these votes coming in for these songs, and uh, we'll, look, let's play them again. We need someone to break the deadlock on this one. Not, but the, bon Jovi's far from being a cowboy. I, and I'm so not a Bon Jovi fan, but that's oh, a good song. I'm going to say, 89 concert. You went Slippery to? Slippery Wet. Where at? At the Boondle Entertainment Centre. Did you? Oh, outstanding. Boondle. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a long way out from Northside. Every, it's it's a long way out from anywhere. Uh, mm. Sats has... Uh, Glenn Fry. This one. The who that on? Well, you tell me. The heat is, I don't know. Come Matt on. I looked that up. I don't huh? know. Uh, Come anyway. on, one of the great comedies of all time. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Ah, uh, yes, it was. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Jack tossed in an AFL classic. Up there, Kazali. Lived and bow. Yeah, that's our Paul Kelly. And, of course... Matt, I don't know. Matt just found something. He just looked for something with Panther in it, and this weird song came up. Walk Like an Egyptian? No, okay. Is that the Wiggles? That sounds like the Wiggles, doesn't it? They could sing that to the kids. We're going to walk like a panther tonight. I love it. Okay. Hey, talk about Panthers, right? Oh, good segue. Well done. And keep those votes coming. Yes, 0457. 736-736. Penrith star Brian Toto's uh, going to go on the open market. Mm. 
Yo, he's playing now. He's playing for Samoa. Samoa in yep. the uh, World Cup. Yep. But he's decided uh, his contract is up at the end of next year, and Panthers are keen to keep him. But he's going to field offers. He's going to find out what he's worth. This is one of the difficulties when you put together a squad and you win premierships and you've got so much talent coming through. Is everyone wants and I'm dare I say deserves an upgraded contract? Yes. Yeah, you can't, but you can't afford to keep them all. No. So he could find himself uh, a victim of just too much, uh, too much talent at Penrith. Um, well, there's Stephen as a winger, Liam Martin, Spencer Lino. Spencer Lino, he's a tearaway. Young they're all off rower. contract at the end of next year, and they're all possibly going to be on the open market. Mm. That's an interesting one. Viliami Kikau is leaving. What would you pay for Brian Toto badge? Oh, uh, probably uh, the top three winger. wingers in the in the comp. In the world, what a wing is worth two hundred grand. <laughs> just let them hang. No, I would just let them hang around the team. I, I you know, I, I, I seriously, I wouldn't pay crazy money for him. But I'd four fifty. Does he create points? Does he create momentum? Is he a fan favourite? Mm. He ticks all those boxes, he doesn't does. he? And he's a wonderful human being I, off the field. And I don't. I'm maybe I'm out of touch. What's 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 he worth? Well, I, I, I think your top echelon of 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 wingers are up around the five hundred thousand dollar mark. Mm. Yeah, so if he ticks a lot of those boxes, absolutely, absolutely. Because he becomes a bit of a selling tool as well for, for ticket sales and, and memberships. You know, we always talk about Parramatta, uh, uh, that window of success is closing. Yep. Um, can you possibly start saying that about Penrith a little bit? I mean, Burton gone this year, Appy and Viliami gone next year. And if Brian Toto goes to the open market, maybe Stephen Crichton tries to sell himself as a strike centre or possibly a fullback himself, be looking at top money somewhere else. Starting to lose a lot of players. I, I know they've got great depth, some of the great depth I'm in not, the competition. I'm not prepared to say their window, premiership window's closing just yet. They're about to – they're they're one game away from getting into the grand final. I'm talking about third over, grand final over the next sort of two – Two or so years, Maybe. losing a lot of players. The other hard to say at the moment. They got they have some good kids coming through. I'm sure. Yeah, the other angle is from this also is that that Penrith are a club that obviously wants success. Every club does, but if he's got the ability to go and earn more money than he's ever going to earn at Penrith, as much good as luck it would to pain them to pain them to to see him leave, yeah, you deserve it. And when he's already got a grant, a premiership, and maybe yep. another one under his belt, it won't be as. Um, you know, I guess as as difficult to make that decision to leave. I would say, mm. I would say, um, he's twenty four. Benny Hunt is thirty two or three. Thirty three in January. Um, he's meeting with Dragons officials to uh, try to sort out a new deal. It seems they might be getting close to getting things sorted out. Well, as we know, he from all reports, he wanted a clause in there around the future of of Anthony Griffin, and, and the Dragons have stood their ground and said, no, that's not going to happen. Um, and many may say, oh, that means the writing's on the wall for Anthony Griffin. Well, you know, one season can change a lot of uh, opinions about coaches. We've got to look at Toddy Payton. I mean, everyone was calling for Toddy Payton's head last year. I think mm. you and I were probably two of the, the very few that were saying, no, this guy can coach. Just just lead him there and let him do what he's got to do. And although I didn't think their season was going to be as great as what it is this year, um, it could happen with the Dragons next year. If they have a good season... Anthony Griffin, you know, could be there for the long haul. Uh, I hope he is. I'm a fan of Anthony Griffin's. Yep. Um, there are some quarters in the media I think that are that are trying to bring him down. I, and uh, you know, he's a tough man. 
a tough man, Anthony Griffin. I hope he stays there. Now, oh, you Ben got, Hunt, yeah. he's 30. You've got to have a thick skin to be coaching. Yeah, he comes off the end of next year, Ben Hunt. And many are saying to keep him, it's got to be in the vicinity of sort of like an eight hundred, nine hundred, nine hundred fifty thousand dollars At 34 years of age I'd, age, I'd be very apprehensive about giving a 34-year-old. If you didn't know how old he was, if you thought he was 26 and he was playing like he did this year. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, the fact of the matter is he's not. And when you're 32, 33, you can age very quickly mm. in any sport, he's but especially good. a contact sport like rugby league. Yeah. Well, mm. I don't think they're going to let him go. Not I hope that. I hope yeah. he stays there. Uh, Adrian from Rouse Hill has texted in, Sats, I'm bullish about the chances of South Sydney. If the forwards lay a platform, I'm tipping Latrell and Cody to get the Rabbitohs home. My reasoning for this, I love it when you give us a reason. For the, the bulk of the Penrith side will have played just one game in a month, not the kind of prep you want going into a grand final qualifier. Adrian, uh, thanks for calling it a grand final qualifier. We want to get that changed officially. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I... A lot of people would agree with you. Yeah. Well, one, that they're, they're, they're going to be match fit because they've all played a lot of rugby league. And, and if you're not out injured, you continue to train, you continue to do some contact work. And uh, although it's not the same as a game, uh, a little bit like when Nathan Cleary is coming back, people are going to say, oh, he's going to be rusty and whatever it may be. But he wasn't injured. So he's still able to fine-tune his craft. That's right. And that's exactly what the Penrith Panthers and the Cowboys are able to do. Yeah, and they Last don't just week. sit around and do nothing and train what, you know, and not train much when they have a week off. Exactly. They, do a lot. they try to simulate games and they just don't get uh, don't get belted out around as much. Uh, keep those texts coming. You've got to start uh, the, quick, but if you you've do. had a week off or you've had a couple of weeks off, whatever, you have to start quick. The first 10 minutes has to be the quickest and most aggressive defensively that you've been all season. Mm. And get that get that out of your system straight away. Uh, the McDonald Jones birthday sale is on now for those uh, those techs. Keep them coming. And the all-new Kia Nero available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Now, when we come back, we're going to have a chat with uh, Marco Monteverdi, who is uh, the leading football writer for News Corp. Of course, the Socceroos play New Zealand tonight, uh, not that far away at Suncorp Stadium, and uh, he'll fill us in on everything that's going on in the world of football. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. It's all on this for Peru. Alex Valera. the save it's a save that means the world to australia it's a save that means the world cup for australia yeah it sure does really important moment there back in june australia versus brew and uh we're joined now by marco monteverdi leading football writer for news corp uh, how are you marco just before the the big game tonight. It's uh, should be it should be a pretty good night despite the rain. Yeah, it should be. It's uh, the you know it's the uh, Ruse last game before in well you know last game at home before they head over. They've got a game in in uh, what's the name Auckland on Sunday, but um, it's the sort of farewell match. So hopefully, despite the rain, they get a decent crowd there. And uh, you know, there's always a bit of uh, you know sort of I guess robbery when you play Kiwi teams. So that should. Uh, sort of add to it as well. Yeah, both games I should have mentioned off the top against our uh, arch rivals, New Zealand. What's Graham Arnold, do you think, looking for in these couple of matches? 
He's, he's well, he's picked 31 plays for this squad. So, so with the game on Thursday now and the game on like you know Sunday, only a couple of days um, in between. So we're going to see a lot of players. Uh, a few, there's a few fresh sort of faces from the A League. Young guy Garan Qual, who's just turned 18, who's a bit of a selection bolter. So I think that's what Arnie will be looking for, and maybe someone just sort of you know like out of the box who. Because with with the with the World Cup squads uh, this year, they're not only 23, but they but they're 26 for this for this tournament. So there's room there for maybe a young guy who just coming, uh, you know, sort of coming onto the scene. And I think also um, just because there's no matches, also with the, with like the World Cup being in in uh, in uh, what's the name November, which is like mid-season for like you know all the European leagues and the A League. There's no like build up, build up games. So basically, this is it now. Mm. So you want to see some type of, you know, sort of combination, and uh, and that, and as I said, maybe just someone just sort of, you know, like out of the box, you might, you know, you know, pop up and score in, mm. in you know, what's the name Qatar. Now, Marco uh, Young, you just mentioned him, Garen Quall. He's 18 years of age. We've seen his brother play. Um, he's beat his brother to the to the Australian jersey. But in saying that, for someone who hasn't seen him play. What can you expect from this exciting young man? Oh, he's, he's he's quick. He's very strong. He's quite like you know confident as well. He won't be he won't be put off by anything that you know the Kiwis might like try on him. And uh, I mean, like you know, he's a bit of an unknown sort of quality still in that he hasn't actually started like an alley game. He's always been on the bench for like for the for the uh, what's the name Central Coast. But uh, he's done enough there to catch the eye. And I actually thought his brother would be picked like you know um, as well. But he's just gone with. Uh, with Garang and uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to like see, especially um, as I said, with 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 like you know with like two games in space of three days, he'll definitely get a, get a, get a um, chance to uh, shine. So uh, it's it's up to him now, and you know as I said, he's pretty confident. So uh, who knows what might happen? Oh, well, they're all confident. The kids these days. Now I suppose that the name on everyone's lips <laughs> when it comes to the World Cup is Tommy Rogic. He wasn't named in this squad. Will he play a role? Do you think in Qatar? I'm pretty sure he will. I, there was, I know there was a lot of talk after he pulled out in June um, and for the personal reasons and not saying what they were and not making any contact with Arnie or any of the players for uh, for, uh, for a while. And he, he, he didn't have a club after he left after he left Celtic in May. But as we know now, he's just found a club in, w, in WBA in uh, England. I guess just for, for him now, he's, got to, he's just got to play games and with 26 players going, I can't see him missing out. And I was speaking to Trent Sainsbury the other day, the uh, Socceroos, uh, you know, a uh, long-time defender, and, they'll, and and he said that they'll welcome him back with, like, open arms. And, uh, you know, a player of his, you know, quality, you can't really afford to to not have him over there. No Just doubt in at the all. group when there's France and Denmark. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, what about other... Are there other players that um, on the cusp or playing overseas at the moment that are still... Trying to get into the squad or likely to make the Aussie World Cup squad? Um, most are in this squad. You've got your Aaron Moyes, who's now, who, uh, sorry, Aaron Moyes, who's now playing at Celtic and he's playing each um, each week, you know, like albeit off the bench mainly, but he's getting game time. A fellow called Aiden, uh, Aiden Rustich, who's just found a new club in Italy, he's another playmaker who's going to make a difference. So it's important he gets the game time too, and like he's here. There's, there's a couple of guys who aren't in this squad. Uh, Kai Rolls, another guy, Harry Sutar. They're both central defenders, uh, both injured. Uh, Harry, Harry's got a, uh, sort of facing a race against time. 
he's been out for a year after having a knee uh, a knee Rico. So uh, he's really important. So hopefully he can get some game time for Stoke in uh, in the next in the next in the next in the next couple of months to be in that squad. How how tough are these are the Kiwis going to be? I mean, is it is it a dead set uh, really difficult assignment for uh, the Socceroos, or do you think we're just got them pretty well covered? I think I think I think we've got them covered. We really should win. If like if we can't beat these guys, you know, it's it's it'll it'll be a bit sort of off putting going into the World Cup. I mean, you know, like as we know, they've missed out on qualifying and they're in a bit of a a bit of a sort of I guess you could say sort of, you know, limbo at the moment. The coach you know, his last game, Danny Hay. Um like, you know, if they don't play enough games, they always they always say that. And they want more games like this, but uh, you know, uh, you know um, like I think over there on on the uh, sorry on the in the uh, in the weekend game they might be a bit tougher, but up here really uh, we should win. Now, uh, Marco, there is fifty eight days exactly, just under fifty nine days until Qatar World Cup. We're in Group D: France, Denmark, Tunisia. Um, how do we how do we sit amongst that Group D compared to some of the other? Some of the other groups. So we in a uh, a favourable group, not the group of death that we always hear about. No, Arnie calls it the group of dreams. So um, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, yeah, France are the world champions. Yep. Um, so uh, Denmark again. So we had those those two teams in this in the same group four years ago. Drew drew with Denmark, got beaten by like France. But I think to our advantage this time um, again is that we're playing France in the first game as we did four years ago. And even though they beat us 2-1, we sort of pushed them. And I think it's good to get them first up because they sort of build into tournaments. And as I said before, the lack of prep for, uh, for like teams going into this, into, this, uh, into this World Cup will make it a, a bit sort of, you know, I guess, you know, different. Playing in like Qatar, where we, we've become sort of, I guess it's almost like a second home because during like COVID, when we couldn't uh, travel, we played heaps of games uh, um, over there. So that could work out in uh, Australia's favour as well. Um, so I, I guess it might come down to, to the other game against two um, this year, and that um, that's the game that, that we that we have to win. And if we get a point out of the other two games, and maybe end up with like four points. We're a chance, but yeah. you know it's going to be tough. Yeah, oh, of course it is. It's a World Cup, and. Uh... We know where we stand. It's uh, it's a real battle for Australia, but great to see that they are there. Hey, before we let you go, Mark, did you see the uh, the Socceroos? Given that this is the what a hundred years, a hundred years since we first played New Zealand in an international, they've named a team of the century. I think it came out today. In fact, have you had a had a squiz at that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, any yeah, notable? They, yeah, they, uh, so I, I think I think they named sorry, mate. Yeah, so I was going to say, um, I, there's some amazing players in it. Uh, you know, John Aloisi, John Cosmina, of course, and you just Timmy mentioned Kale, Aaron Moy. Aaron, Aaron Moy, yeah. Mark Viduk. Any notable omissions? The first one I looked for was uh, Craig Craig Johnston, but maybe not. Was he not eligible because he played? He didn't play for the Socceroos much. I, I'm just wondering. That's right. Yeah, he didn't play for um, Australia, so he. He, he he couldn't have been picked. I thought maybe Frank uh, Farina might have been a chance. Mm-hmm. He missed out as well because he did a fair bit for the game um, back in the day. He was one of the you know one of the first guys to go into, over to like you know Europe and that. Um, but otherwise, it's it's like fairly stacked with with like players of the of the sort of golden generation that that you know the the team that was at the 2006 World Cup. 
And then there was also so like you know, 16 players were voted in by the by the fans, and then there was a panel of uh, from Football Australia who voted another seven guys, sort of um, looking at the more sort of older guys in terms of you know like over like you know time. So yeah. um, Johnny Cosmeda made it, so that, uh, that's good. Um, but um, yeah, I guess you can't really claim with like too many players. Bozza, Bozza missed out, but I, I guess he. Like he, he, like he only played 17 games for like Australian All Up, so you know I guess it's hard to argue with Schwarzer and Matty Ryan in there. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's a um, good squad, and I know the players are pretty tough to like being there. I saw Tony Tony Bidmer, um at the uh, team hotel, and he was quite sort of emotional about it. So. You know, it's good sort of recognition for 100 years. Outstanding team, yeah. Lucas Neal and Craig Moore and Co. I'll just leave you on this one. I I can't see it on this list. Who should be the captain? Oh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, you got big Peter Wilson, who was uh, he back in the in the 70s. He was really hard, really hard defender. He uh, you know he'd be you know a chance Cosy. You know, would I would be a chance as well, and then of the more modern day players, it's hard, isn't it? Um, Millay Jedinak. Well, well, like Matty Ryan's the, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, he's yeah, absolute beast in the uh, midfield. So potentially him, I'd say, but um, it's a there's a there's a fair few choices there. Craig Moore as well, another hard you know hard defender who uh, who uh, overcame his battle with like cancer to to like keep playing for like you know um, Australia. So. There's some great names there. Yeah, fascinating stuff and a great team. We really thank you for your time on Sports Day. Marco Monteverdi from uh, from News Corp, leading football writer. Hope you have a great night tonight and go the Socceroos. Thanks, boys. All the best. Good stuff, hey, Sats. Uh, some texts for McDonald Jones' birthday sale, which is on now. Uh, we did the uh, 1998, one of the great finals moments. We did the, the Eels up against the Bulldogs. Um, mm. And Steve, who's a mad Paris fan, says, I opened a Darwin All Sports account a few months before the 98 semi. They gave me 6-1 to one for Parra to make the grand final. Let's just say I, has a, I had a sizable bet for a sizable return. Stewie Kelly was my favourite from there. Good fellow, Stewie Kelly. But they yeah, didn't I make could, the grand final. They didn't make it. No. No, so he lost. Mm. So what he's saying is, he at 18 two, he was thinking to myself, Oh, yes. I'm yes, in a good gotcha. position here. Um, mm. Daniel from Prairie Wood, just uh, this, I like this, gents. Regarding Joseph Suali'i, the revolution of Tamalolo and Fafita continues. There's only one way to strengthen the international game. Of course, he's talking about Suali'i declaring his allegiance and, and playing for Samoa. Um, only one way to strengthen the international game, that being it has to be player-led and prioritising heritage and bloodlines. Kudos to Suali'i making the decision to represent his Samoan Heritage when it comes to international allegiance, whatever flag anthem and ju- anthem and jersey makes the heart swell and the eyes well. I like that. Mm. Whichever flag anthem and jersey makes the heart swell and the eyes well, that's who the individual should represent. Australia has a surplus of talent to choose from. Dominance by one or two nations doesn't help strengthen and grow the international game. Elabana Eels. Like it. Says, I like it. Elabana Eels says, boys, they just need to ask the players a simple question. Which country would you go to war for? And that's who you play for and no one else. <laughs> right. Depends what the war's about. Yeah, exactly. Elabana Eel. Exactly. <laughs> would you go to war for Australia, Sats? Give me a gun. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I'm not I would. sure about you mm. need that, but yes. But if Samoa needed me and they didn't have enough troops, I'd 
I'd back up as well. There you go. There Good you on go. you. Hey, yeah. uh, Toronto Rod says... I would have thought the AFL grand final would have been a bit later. What? Last year was a good time. Remember last year they uh, they kicked off later? Was that they did. because of the heats and they played at the Gabba? Was last year at the Gabba? No, the year before was oh, the Gabba. That was Richmond. Where was last year? Last year was Perth. Okay. Because mm, um, of timing. He thinks they missed a trick. 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. would have been a better time. What do you think? What do you think, listeners? 0457. I love nothing more than the 2.30. I, I do too. Mm. I think it's outstanding. And we kind of wish we'd had that in the AFL. All right. We're going to get to a break. Or you got any more sets? Uh, we'll get a break. Sports yep. day for the all new Kia Nero available in hybrid or all electric. See more at kia.com.au. Tristan Merlehan from Top Sports going to join us soon. Sports day. The Kia Sportage has been crowned drive car of the year. See it at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero, available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Yeah, time for us to talk more sport. In fact, let's talk top sport. Tristan Merlihan is on the line. Tristo, how are you today, mate? Yeah, very good, Badge. Uh, good to speak to your Sats as well. So that's a big day out here at Lismore Cup. So it's been a good, fun day out here. And uh, plenty of big races on the weekend and plenty of good sporting events. So looking yeah. forward to the uh, weekend ahead. You're telling us off air, called off after... Two races, which is a, a shame, and because of what well, one rain and and two, there was a there was an accident on the on the track. Was there after round or during race two? Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot, lot of rain overnight, and then the track probably just wasn't quite up to it. So uh, they, they probably made a very very wise decision. But it's always a shame, like Big Cup Day, getting plenty of people out here to watch the day. But um, yeah, unfortunately, they had to uh, had to make make a decision in the interest of safety. Now uh, <laughs> seems like it's still <laughs> still happening down there. Now you must salivate at this time of year around finals, and um, we've got the AFL Grand Final, which we'll get to very soon. But the NRL Grand Final qualifiers: Cowboys versus Eels in Townsville, Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. Is the week off falling in favour of the Cowboys and the Panthers? Yeah, certainly for the uh, the Cowboys. They're up at home, obviously had the week off, so the uh, market's got them a firm favourite at a dollar seventy. The um, the Cowboys are firm from 175 into 170 in Parramatta out to $2.20 to win. The Cowboys minus two and a half. So I think the punters are suggesting that the week off and the game at Townsville is certainly going to help their cause. But Parramatta's coming into this game with a lot of confidence after that big win against the uh, Raiders last week. What about the punters behind you? What are they suggesting, mate? It sounds like they're on something good late, at, late in the evening. <laughs> Yeah, the punters found that we've got Packingham racing this evening. So the punters have found a couple of winners there. The first couple of favourites have won. We've got a punters club going out here out down at Lismore. So um, a few of the punters quite happy with the <laughs> early results at Packingham. But um, I think they're trying to stir me up a little bit as well. So, uh, But we've got the other game of football on Saturday night between the Panthers and the Ra- Rabbitohs where it's a $1.36 Penrith, three twenty South Sydney and eight and a half the line. So Penrith being the, uh, the dominant team all competition, but um, South Sydney's obviously found a little bit of form the last sort of month or six weeks of the comp. Yeah, rightio. Now the AFL Grand Final, massive, massive event, of course, on the Australian calendar. Uh, Sydney Swans, have they had uh, many supporters? They haven't just yet. The uh, the punters have all been one way traffic. The cats they've been a dollar fifty five into one forty eight. Sydney's out to two dollars seventy now, or twelve and a half. And I just think that looks a really good bet in a grand final where traditionally you've got a fifty fifty game. So I think Sydney they've been probably the best team in the comp over the last six or eight weeks. I know Geelong's been on a massive winning streak, but Sydney's just been so dominant. And I think at two seventy plus twelve and a half. At a dollar ninety-five, I think the Swans with the lead, a decent bet in the grand final. Have you got anything on the Norm Smith medal at all, Tristan? Yeah, absolutely. The, the Norm Smith is our 
most popular market for the grand final. And just having a look at that, you've got Paddy Dangerfield as the firm favourite for the Norm Smith. He's the $7.50 favourite. Callum Mills, shortest of the Swan players at 8.50. Jeremy Cameron at 8.50. Luke Parker, 11. Tom Stewart at 13. But the one I think that you might want to have a little wager on at decent odds is Joel Selwood at $19. If the Cats get the result and he plays a decent game, I just the think veteran. a little bit of sentimental value mm. at $19 might, uh, might not be a bad bet. Fair enough, righto. And of course, there's uh, the Spring Racing Carnival well and truly underway and some, some big races this weekend. Are you you're taking us to Rose Hill or what? Yeah, certainly. So we've got three Group 1 races over three days. We've got the Moore Stakes at Mooney Valley on Friday night. At Rose Hill, we've got the uh, the Golden Rose, which is a really good race. The favourite in that race is down the bottom of the weights, number 16 in secret at $2.80. I think Fireburn at $9 is worth a little each way bet. And then the race I'm really looking forward to is on Sunday, the Underwood. We've only got a very, very small field, but a really high-quality field. Zaki makes her return, makes his return, should I say. Zaki at $2.50. I'm thunderstruck at two seventy, but Mr. Brightside's been the form horse of the early spring at $4.20. So you've got those three right in contention. And then Alligator Blood, the, uh, the, the star that was the uh, Stratty winner there a few months ago at $7.50. So a really good race. We've got three group ones over three days. We're really getting into spring, which is uh, great to see. Beautiful. Righto. Well, we've got some, uh, some nice little things we can follow there. Uh, thanks very much, Tristan Merlihan from Top Sport. Always fun catching up with you, mate. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Righto, Tristo. Can I give you a um, badge? What, can you stop singing that, that tune you're doing? What's going on there? The Scat Man. What are you doing there? I don't for? know why I started thinking about Oh, no, no, because there's a guy on Twitter who's a follower of, of SEN and the show and, and um, listens to Joel and Fletcher a fair bit as well. He's named, the, he's named Alan Catsman. So call right. him the, the Catsman. Okay. He's a Mad Roosters supporter. And he, he's got some amazing stats. And if you're listening, Al. Um, Welcome to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. Um, but he came up with he, I was reading something from him today saying that Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, Dylan Edwards, whenever they've been on the field together over the last three seasons, the Penrith have only lost two games. Ooh. So I was thinking Catman. Catman. I was thinking Scatman. Crapstat. 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 Do you know, do you know uh, off air, We've got a text here, actually. Where is it? It's about... Oh, here we go. It's uh, Shotgun Shine. He loves the show. Thanks, Shotgun. G'day, guys. Hey, Badge. You just called Sat to Troglodyte. And I said to you, what's a Troglodyte? He said, check out Troglodyte by Jimmy Castor Bunch. It's circa late 60s and 70s. Anyway, you found I it, said, what's, what's a Troglodyte? And you said, it's well, caveman. it's caveman. Yeah. And then Matt chimed in and said, what do you call me? I don't really want to say it on air. He said you're a moron. <laughs> moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, no, he didn't say yeah, you're a moron. He, he said, said yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a moron. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm uh, sorry. I, I formally apologise. He Thank did say, much. you didn't actually say he was, that Sats was a moron, Matt. I got mm. that. When it, the bullying claim comes out, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm defending you. I'm just saying, according to the dictionary, it is also someone who's regarded as being deliberately ignorant or uh, old-fashioned. Yeah, I think Sats does that. There That's what he does when he drives on the wrong side of the road or in the wrong lane. <laughs> Hey, uh, Stephen Dubbo, just think, lads, the next time you do the show on Monday, Para will be in the grand final. He wants us to also oh, get around. Hope so. He also wants to do a group hug. I've got to say, Steve is one of the most positive people I've met. Actually, I haven't met Steve, but just by via his text messages. Because at the end of every show, doesn't he, Badge? He always says, great show, guys. Well done. Good on you. Yes, Radio he does. Gold. Thank you, Steve. So, thank you, Steve. We the, love you. The Reptile has said, evening, Shaggers. I keep watching and hearing the Panthers players talk uh they're definitely looking past i think he means they're looking yeah past this week's game i smell an ambush and an upset Ooh, the reptile there mm. you go 
You know, there's a lot of people trying to find a reason of why Penrith, who have been so dominant this year, why they shouldn't win the game. But I don't think anyone can come up with a reason why they think that. I know, but then you watch them play when they're super clinical at times. You go, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's going to be hard for anyone to beat them. Now, um, when we get the NRL, when the NRL get halftime entertainment of the caliber of that, of the Super Bowl, which is the most portion of, of the entire event, watch portion, I should say, uh, the Beyonce versus Bruno Mars 2016 dance-off together with Coldplay is off the charts. Oh, my God. Yeah, but God. we don't have – Adrian, we don't have the – we don't have the budget. And we don't care about American sport. I do. Oh, I do. Makes me sick. I'm, I'm just, just – Actually, we're going to – next week we're going to do a – can you remind me, Matt? We're going to do a poll next week about American sport and how many of our listeners like it. Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you we'll have very few. Well, the AFL, I've got to say, they've got an international Who cares? They've, got, they've got Robbie Williams you, and possibly Kylie Minogue. Do you want your kids and your grandkids talking with American accents? Do you want them to, you know, have fries and not chips? Do you, they want Australia. I mean, I I'm, say just, I'm so proud of Australia. Yeah, so am I. Oh, but you, what, what's, what do you like about because America? Because I'd like to broaden my horizons, they do, you know, Gary. They go, Where the world... I don't want to stay pigeonholed my whole life. What I about want to the continue world to educate of... myself. What about the World Series of Baseball? Doesn't that make you chuckle? Like, well, NBA's the no same. No one else we can the play. Champions. No one else can play. Mm. Well, oh. they can play. They just don't play in that comp. Oh. And if you've got the ability to call yourself the World Champions, you can. Well, that's what we should be doing. We don't say we're the World Champions in, in Rugby League when you win, do we? No, because we, that, we had a world club rude. championship that to play. Be, that's right. Yeah. Because it would be detrimental and rude to other nations. We're <laughs> not like that. They're, honestly, they're a nation of big heads. I, admit it. I forget who said this. They said uh, the difference between American and Australians is in America, if you get a brutal, beautiful car, someone says, I love your car. I'd love to have a car like that. In Australia, it's how can I scratch it? No. Or you're a wanker. <laughs> Hey, um, Sats, do you, uh, a question here from Paul. Do you play Hunt at hooker next year and help the Dragons keep the young halves? We're just talking about him uh, trying to sort out a deal with the Dragons yep. or them trying to sort out a deal with him for a contract extension. Uh, yeah, help uh, keep the young halves and he can help them before he retires. I'm a Dragons fan, loved him at seven, but thinking of the future. Surely he wins the Dally M. Well, the older he gets. He's right up there. The He's older be a he gets, yeah, chance. he will be. He'll be top three, definitely. Um, the older he gets, the slower he's going to get out of dummy half. The more dummy half he plays at club level week in, week out, the less control of the game he can have. So if, in the time being, I would be playing – I really like Jaden Sullivan at nine. I know he plays in halves usually, but I like when he comes on at nine. I'd, I'd be playing him at nine first and leaving Ben Hunt at seven for the time being because he still has the ability to control the game, look up, have a look where all the weaknesses are, where the numbers are. At hooker, he can't do that. Mm. He's worrying about the ball first and, and everything else second. Righto. Uh, Matt has already said, I'm so with you, Badge. He's talking about American sport. And no, he's uh, not. He's talking about your absolutely song. Absolutely is. He's talking about and song, my Maddie. song at the end of the show, which mm. is a good, good chance. Just, if I could only remember what it was. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. There it yeah. is. Mm. Well, quickly, let's run through them, Matt, so I don't get accused of being uh, biased towards my own song. Sats wants... Yeah. Yep. Straight from Top Gun. And um, that's uh, Michael from Logan says, I have to vote for one of those songs. It'd have to be The Heat Is On. But with the N- N- AFL Grand Final on Saturday, I would love to hear Up There Kazali at the oh, end of the show. So he's voted for Up There Kazali. Or this is... 
Paul Kelly's version of it. Mm. Great song. Uh, are we doing the little the Wiggles Panther thing again, Matt? Do you really want to hear it again? Yeah, quickly. I'm sorry. I've got to say, this the, even though it's got a panther in it, I've got to say, out of all the time that we've been here doing a song on Thursday nights, that's yeah. the worst song we've ever heard. <laughs> your, fir- your first contribution's yeah. a ripper, Matt. Thanks, mate. This is Sports Day, the Kia Sportage. He's a good sport. The Kia Sportage has been <laughs> crown drive. Car of the asset, kia.com.au. Back soon. Sports Day, the all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. The all-new Kia Nero. Available in hybrid or all-electric. See more at kia.com.au. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Actually, before we do that, Sats, the winner of the Bing Lee $100 voucher. Oh, we had a couple of really good ones. A, a lot of good much. ones. Um, Jace was close with his Andrew McLeod, the greatest grand final performance for yes. the Adelaide Crows. Um, but Muzz's got Brereton's got taken out by Geelong's Mark Yates. Brereton then almost immediately delivered the greatest chunder in AFL grand final history. It was the 89 decider. Yes, it was. God kicked nine goals as Gary Ablett Senior. And he also won the Norm Smith in a losing side. Go the Mighty Bloods. Ah, uh, there you go. I um, Okay, I thought you might have given it to... I think Jace also nominated uh, Meatloaf for 2011 <laughs> or whatever it was. Well done. Okay, that voucher is, uh, is coming to you. Get footy finals ready at Bing Lee with huge deals on OLED TVs. From all leading brands, it's a perfect time to upgrade. Head to binglee.com.au today. Now... For our last blast, that's some uh, some texts. Oh, look at this one, Adrian from Rouse Hill, Badge. I only watched I only watched the halftime entertainment of the Super Bowl, the NFL itself, which gives you on average a measly eleven minutes of action out Spectacle, of spectacle. Adrian, out of a three-hour match, is punishing to watch, and baseball is even worse. We don't want you watching it, Adrian. Both sports are a cure for my insomnia. Okay, so we're up two nil, two one, so far. We st- just started the head count. That's for your little. Uh, American sports versus mm. Australian. You'll lose the no, battle. No, okay. Is, you'll is, lo- you'll I, win the battle, but you'll lose America's the war. America's Cup, 1983. Who won that? America or Australia? US <laughs> Australia. Who won? Uh, uh, the mayor of Dubbo says, uh, Brad Arthur has changed the words from the heat is on, my song, Glenn Fry, which should win, uh, to heat is on. Heat is on. Heat is on. Oh, they would be training. They come in late on. For, that, for the I like best that. text then. Could have, could have almost won that. Yeah. Uh, shout out from Cairns. Welcome to the show. The AFL should call their finals the World Series like they <laughs> do in America. Should. Absolutely. But out of respect to uh, Ireland, which plays Gaelic football, and, and any other countries that might even kick an, a share well, we used to always play. they would not do it. We used to always play Ireland in the, with our all-Australian side. We used to go over and play the, the Gaelic games. Yeah. They were great to watch, actually. Now, hi, boys. This is Richard from Cremorne. Uh, many say Nico Hines is a strong chance of the Dalian Player of the Year. Yes, he is. He had a great year. Yes, he did. However, there's a strong argument. Argument that Chad Townsend has done a similar job with the Cowboys and should be considered for the Dalian. Well, he's up against two other halfbacks, isn't he? Ben Hunt and Nico Hines. Yeah, and a few more. Yeah, yeah, it will be tricky for him, but I agree. He has been absolutely outstanding. It could be in a grand final with him very soon. Hey, that's all we've got time for. Um, don't forget Australia's biggest Beaumont tiles. To get with us, want to boost your business, head to iCanWin.com.au. You can win a $25,000 advertising package to promote and grow your business, Sats. We have a winner for the song. Yeah. And... All I, all I can say is I'm happy. Hey, everyone, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the footy, and we'll catch you uh, Go to next week. Your beauty.
When making the Double Chicken Deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's, together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.